Episode 110 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Knicks and NBA talk. A lot has happened in the last week. Uh, Before we dive into all of the additions and re-signings the Knicks have made in the past week and some of the big moves and news around NBA trades and free agency, which is basically going to take up the entire show this week. First and foremost, thank you guys. Uh, last week's episode did extremely well. I'm really happy about it. Um, and it's because of you guys. Uh, I I apologize for how long it was. Um, <laughs> I had to do a lot of editing just to get it down to that amount of time. Uh, I believe it's if, if it's not the longest, it's one of... It's probably in the top three longest podcasts we've done, but there was a lot to react to. Uh, There's a lot I cut out uh, as well, just because of the time. I I don't want to even share how long the full recording was of the reaction to the draft, Um, but we reacted to the first five picks. We reacted to all of the Knicks' trades and maneuvering on draft night. If you want to go back and listen to it, it's episode 109 of the show. Um, You guys seem to really enjoy the reactions to it. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you guys got something from that. It it means a lot that you guys listened to that podcast, and a lot of you listened to most of it. So I really appreciate that, and uh, it really means a lot that you guys have continued to listen to the podcast over I guess we're, geez, we're, 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 I think we're, if not, we're close, if not over the two year mark now doing this podcast. It's, it's incredible. We've done a hundred and now 10 episodes, including this one. You guys are the best. So we really appreciate it and it means the world. So now let's dive in to the last week of news. This has been a crazy start as we all expected to the NBA free agency period. And of course, There's a ton of news to get to here. Let's start with the Knicks, a very busy week for New York. And I I, I think that it's been a successful week for New York. Obviously, starting uh, just quickly, because we didn't get to fully dive into the draft as much as I would have liked. So obviously, the Knicks, through the draft, added four players. They added, of course, the top pick for the Knicks, which was Quentin Grimes in the 25th spot after the Knicks traded back twice, uh, actually three times in total, but twice at the end of the first round. The Knicks then took uh, Rokas Yakabaitis at 34. Kind of a risky pick, but a guy that could have a lot of upside. 36, they took Deuce McBride, Miles McBride, the guard out of West Virginia, the one that Tom Thibodeau was raving about uh, privately, but then became public knowledge going into the NBA draft. He really loved how his pre-draft process went, fell in love with him, and getting and got the chance to take him in a good spot. And then the Knicks with the the third to last pick in the draft took Jericho Sims, the big man out of Texas. So Knicks, you know, maneuvered a lot, but obviously they did still um, get their four picks. So that's where it started. Again, I I gave the draft a B plus. I gave a little bit of an explanation why on Twitter at SJ7 if you want to dive a little bit deeper into that. But the cliff notes of that essentially is the Knicks addressed needs, the Knicks added depth, 
They took a little bit of a risk with the Jakobitis pick that could come back to pay off in some dividends, and they needed to add depth in the front court in case of not being able to re-sign certain players. But they did end up re-signing some players, so let's get to that as well. Obviously, the biggest news of the day, or I should say the biggest news of the of the last 48 hours, is the four-year, $117 million deal signed by Julius Randle to commit his long-term future, and essentially the rest of his prime, to the Knicks. And I, and I think that that is a big deal. The Knicks had to hold on to him, in my opinion. He is the cornerstone. I think he is, regardless of what the Knicks are able to do in the next year or so, whether it's this year or next year as far as what, what, they, what they're able to add, right? I think Julius Randle has to be a part of this, and I think that that's a big deal, that he signed it. And, according to Ian Begley, he chose to have the Knicks keep some financial flexibility based on the contract that he signed as well. So a very team-beneficial uh, contract. So I, I think that Julius Randle and his family deserve a lot of credit for that decision as well. The Knicks also re-signed Derrick Rose to a three-year, $43 million contract. They re-signed Alec Burks for a three-year, $30 million contract. They re-signed Taj Gibson to a one-year, $2.7 million contract. And they re-signed Nerlens Noel to a three-year, $32 million contract. Again, a lot of those contracts are very team-beneficial. Again, the money's kind of big. But it benefits the Knicks as far as cap space and, and future free agency period. So I, I like the re-signings of all five of those guys. You see what you can get one more year out of Taj Gibson. Derek Rose, I think maybe the money-wise, obviously the, maybe the biggest risk of the three, but I think it makes a lot of sense. And, and I think that Nerlens Noel, I think was maybe the most important because he's the, the based on last season, arguably the Knicks' most important defensive player. So I, I think that that was a big big re-signing as well. But what really got me excited, uh, obviously, were the two free agency moves the Knicks made this week in particular. The Knicks signed Evan Fournier to a four-year, $78 million contract. And after after OKC bought out Kemba Walker's contract, the Knicks have signed Kemba Walker as well to a contract that I believe is to be determined at this period of time. I am thrilled with this because in years past, and to be fair, you know, we can go back to last year, right? When the Knicks missed on Kyrie, they missed on KD, and everyone, including myself, was underwhelmed by who they signed. Well, the people they signed turned out to take the Knicks to the playoffs under Tom Thibodeau. So they've now built the foundation, those guys that the Knicks ended up uh settling for right and I was one of those people that said that the Knicks settled a year ago they settled big time this year the big prizes that were out there Kawhi Leonard Damian Lillard their futures are not set in stone yet others that could have been in the mix like Chris Paul have settled their futures the Knicks backup options and I said this two shows ago I believe are as good as they've ever been and the Knicks had to capitalize on them if given the opportunity. Well, the Knicks let Reggie Bullock go. Reggie Bullock signed a, a, a deal with Dallas. Fair play to him. And, and I think on top of that, we should salute Reggie Bullock for his time in New York. He's now going to go to a, another playoff contender 
in Dallas that maybe he's further along than the Knicks are, for sure because of Luka Doncic's contributions. But I think you replace him with a guy in Evan Fournier that's much needed for the Knicks. The Knicks needed to add, in my opinion, two things during this offseason. They needed to add a point guard, and they needed to add some scoring. Now, the point guard thing is, again, I'll say it. It's still up in the air. I love the Miles McBride pick. I think Quentin Grimes has potential. Derrick Rose re-signing is crucial, I think especially for next season. But you still needed to make an upgrade at the point guard position. I don't think it's fully been addressed, but I think Fournier can handle the ball. Walker can handle the ball. Derrick Rose can handle the ball. You've improved your options there massively. I think many people will be thrilled, and I've just seen, I've seen meme after meme on Twitter, that it won't be Alfred Payton in the starting lineup for the Knicks moving forward. That's an upgrade, a massive upgrade, you can argue. And you've now added pieces around Derrick Rose where he doesn't have to be Superman every night because he's just not that guy anymore. Despite how good he is, he can't carry a team. He, need, he needs help. So I, I think that adding Evan Fournier is a crucial addition, especially for the next couple of seasons in particular. And I think Kemba Walker makes a lot of sense here. I, I really do. I, I think he can be Jekyll and Hyde. He was hot and cold for the Celtics during the, their very brief playoff stint a season ago. But I, I think that he's a big upgrade over what the Knicks have had. And obviously, you look at what could potentially leave the Knicks this offseason. Reggie Bullock is confirmed. He's gone. He's off to Dallas. Alfred Payton would be gone. You look at Frank Nilakina likely going to move on. You would think at this point, I can't imagine he would want to re-sign with the Knicks after what has happened here. And then two more low-level ones here in Theo Pinson, who's on a two-way deal at the moment, and Jared Harper, who hasn't featured with the Knicks, essentially. He's been a Westchester guy for the most part. For the most part. So I, I think you, you... I mean, basically... You know, you're upgrading Peyton and Nilakina with Fournier and Walker. That's a big deal. That is a big deal for this Knicks team. I think Tom Thibodeau, with, on top of that, the young picks that are coming in, and then remember the core as well, you've re-signed Randall long-term. R.J. Barrett moves into year three. Emmanuel Quickly moves into year two. I, I, I mean... I don't, I don't, I've seen a little bit of flack for Tom Thibodeau. I don't understand it. I think the majority of Nick fans have to be thrilled with the, la- the way the last week is gone. You've got to be absolutely ecstatic, I think. You've added two great pieces that, are, that fit what the Knicks need and the identity of the team. Evan Fournier could play for anybody and be a key piece on a deep playoff run for almost any franchise in the NBA, I feel like. And the Knicks were able to get him on a pretty good deal. Kemba Walker is coming home. He's a New York guy. He's had great experience as a college player at the Garden. So he's going to ha- he's going to be just ex- he he personally will be excited. But on top of that, he fits what the Knicks need. And, and I I just think it's been there's just puzzle pieces right now. Tom Thibodeau is sitting at his home right now, wherever he lives in New York, I assume, and he is just picking up different puzzle pieces, seeing if they fit, 
you know, checking the edges, looking at the shapes, and plugging them in very deliberately in different spots where the you know, little back court piece here, a little front court piece there. Need a wing? We'll get a wing piece there. We'll resign somebody here. We'll resign somebody there. We'll let this person go. I, this has been very calculated from Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks front office. The Knicks front office has done a really good job, I think. And I think Tom Thibodeau being there is a big reason why. I really do. I'm giving him a lot of credit here because I I, I think they've picked the right guy. I think Leon Rose needed somebody with experience as the head coach to help in these kind of situations. And they they seem to be a great team. I I really, I'm starting to really love how this team's coming together. Scott Perry, World Wide West. They're, They're putting together a really nice team here. A really nice team. I'm just looking at the what the roster could be right now, obviously. And there's still a few decisions the Knicks have to make, obviously. But I think when you look at the Knicks roster right now, a lot of the positions now are just about solidified on this team. Now, things can change. It's the NBA. And the Knicks are not done. But they've made two huge free agent additions, in my opinion, in Walker and Evan Fournier. You've re-signed Julius Randle, your star, who's been there and been a part of growing this team into what it is today. You've brought back the veteran leadership in Rose and Gibson, which will be great for the locker room, and they've earned those contracts. Nerlens Noel, who could have gone somewhere else, got interest from other teams, re-signs. And Alec Burks, who, you know, some were saying, well, he earned $10 million a year off of, you know, some, some playoff jump shots. Alec Burks, you know, despite injuries this season, is a really solid depth piece for this team. I, I think he's a guy that, regardless of the contract, and I think it's it's more team-friendly than you would think, it's one of those things, right? I, I think he is needed for the bench depth. Because, again, you're losing Alfred Payton. And, and again, you know, I, I think many Knicks fans will say, don't let the door hit you on the way out. And fair enough. He struggled. But I, I, you still got to fill that piece. You still need pieces in that in those roles. And Alec Burks fits a need that the Knicks have, which is scoring off the bench. They need that. Regardless of Fournier and Walker being there, you still need some scoring off the bench. And now you have Rose and you have Burks still there. These are these are things that have to be done. I, I you know, I, I don't. I get, you know, people joke around on Twitter, right? I'm not th- I'm not shouting these people out in a bad way. But the people that are concerned or upset with what Tom Thibodeau has done, roles have to be filled. That's the bottom line. Roles have to be filled and Alec Burks fits a role that needs filling. That's the that's it. That's why they got him back. <laughs> that's why they re-signed him. It's not hard. He fits the culture, he bought in. And now the Knicks feel he could help them moving forward. That, that's why they re-signed him. And I think it's the right decision. I, I think Alec Burks is a guy that, you know, you look at where, what else the Knicks could have gotten. And I, I think he probably is about as good as it's going to get as far as bench scoring that's available right now that was interested in coming to the Knicks. So that, that's where I'm at on it. Obviously, I'm thrilled that the Knicks have upgraded in positions in the backcourt. 
I think Peyton out, Nilakina out, and Fournier and Walker in is a ginormous upgrade for the Knicks. It really is. I, I, I really think that Tom Thibodeau and company in the front office have hit a couple of home runs here. I, I think these two guys make a lot of sense. Is it Damian Lillard? No. But we talked about what the Knicks would have had to give up to get Damian Lillard potentially here. What was rumored to be the moves. And the Knicks would essentially be trading their entire future for Damian Lillard. That's a big risk. And, and you know, you hear Stephen A., Say that, well, if Damian Lillard's going to leave, it's going to be the Knicks. Okay, I'll take that with a grain of salt. No offense, but we'll see about that. And then obviously the other team that's been, you know, more strongly linked is the Sixers because of the Ben Simmons situation and the fact that in a potential swap, they could feel comfortable the Sixers getting rid of Ben Simmons in a few pieces and adding the likes of a Damian Lillard and being able to somewhat balance that out a little bit better, whereas the Knicks would be a more of a lopsided trade. The Knicks don't have a star like Ben Simmons, despite his shooting woes. That would be worth, certainly not a straight-up swap. And on top of that, pieces on the side, the Knicks would be giving up quite a bit. So it's one of those things where... As great as it would be, as much as much of a home run as it would be, as much as I'd be, as as much as I've gone back and forth on whether or not it's worth the risk, the Knicks backup options are really, really solid options that make the team a whole lot better, and you weaken a division rival in the process. You just took two key pieces. From the Celtics. Maybe they're fine to be rid of them, but Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker did do good things in Boston. And they can help this Knicks team quite a bit. And obviously they're going through the whole thing with Ime Udoka coming in and Brad Stevens moving into the front office. So it could be a very big transition year for the Celtics, despite all the talent and star power that is still in Beantown. So I I think that the Knicks have made a lot of really nice moves here during the last week since the draft has ended and as we've moved deeper into the free agency period. I I think that it's very, very exciting. I I mean, I I think if you're a Knicks fan, you've got to be very, very happy and have a little bit of a smile on your face right now because the Knicks have upgraded this team that did a lot of good things last year. They had to do that. They did it in the right positions. And I think the Knicks are going to be very, very good next season. 100%. All right. I'm going to take a quick break here. When we come back, Knicks weren't the only team that were busy. This has been a really crazy week of NBA news. We'll try to hit on some of the bigger storylines going around what's going on with Chicago they've made quite a few moves the Lakers continue to try to strengthen we mentioned the Russell Westbrook trade last year they've done a few other things as well obviously the Knicks might not be done we'll see potentially what else could be on the horizon for them but we'll mostly focus on other big free agency moves that went on around the league 
and a whole lot more coming up next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Second half of the show, we're going to broaden the scope a little bit and talk about some of the week's other big free agency moves and other big contracts that have been signed. A couple of moves out of Chicago that I wanted to get to right away. Obviously, Lonzo Ball was potentially linked to coming to the Knicks. Didn't end up working out. Lonzo Ball and, by the way, Alex Caruso, one of the better defensive players on the Lakers, ended up going to the Bulls. Caruso, in particular, signed a four-year, $37 million contract to go to Chicago. Uh, Daniel Tice, another Celtic loss here, goes to the Rockets on a four-year, $36 million deal as well. Um, Obviously, notable players re-signed. You know, a lot of a lot of notable players resigned. Trey Young resigned in Atlanta. So did John Collins, as well. Um, you look at Steph Curry signing a four-year. He's going to sign a four-year, two hundred and fifteen million dollar contract to stay in Golden State. He's the first NBA player to have two two hundred million plus dollar contracts. So there's that as well. Carmelo Anthony signed with the Lakers. So he's joining Russell Westbrook, uh, LeBron, and AD. It's becoming a four-headed beast, and LeBron and Carmelo are going to be teammates. We mentioned that Chris Paul re-signed, I believe, a four-year deal, actually, with Phoenix. Phoenix basically had to do that. That's what they did. Blake Griffin re-signed with the Nets on a one-year deal as well. Um, Shea Gildress-Alexander re-signed with the Thunder on a five-year, $172 million contract as well. Uh, I don't know. Did this deal go through? I'm not sure. Spencer Dinwiddie looked like he was going to sign with the Wizards, I believe. Not sure if that deal went through. Miami has been very busy as well. They've added Kyle Lowry. They've added P.J. Tucker. They re-signed Duncan Robinson. They re-signed Jimmy Butler as well. So a a lot going on there. Free agent Rudy Gay left the Spurs going to the Jazz instead. Uh, It's a two-year deal and a player option on that one. Uh, There's a ton here. Rodney Hood, who is looking at one point to be the future of the Blazers, signed a one-year deal with the Bucks as well so just keeping track of guys that were you know just trying to be the future somewhere else obviously he was with the raptors but it was one of those things where i thought he was going to be with the blazers for a while now he's in milwaukee and andre drummond joined the sixers on a one-year deal as they continue to try to back um back up joel Embiid as well Robin Lopez, who was crucial for the Wizards in their playoff stint last season, he signs a one-year $5 million deal with the Magic, who are trying to do some things through the draft and now through free agency as well. This one, I thought, went a little under the radar. Patty Mills signed a two-year deal with the Nets. I actually, and again, rival team here, but I actually think that's a really good signing, potentially, for Brooklyn as they continue to add 
and try to keep that team healthy, obviously, but that's a really good deal, I feel like, for them. Also, the Lakers didn't just add Carmelo on a one-year deal. They also added Malik Monk as well. So the, the Lakers have been very busy. I think they needed a replacement for Kyle Kuzma, and they feel that Malik Monk can do the job. Obviously, they got plenty of firepower, but they they needed some depth. I mean, you know, he fills a role, obviously. Um, then, then there was a big trade a couple of days ago. Again, we record on the 5th. This goes out on the 6th. The Bulls Spurs sign in trade for DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan's going to sign a three-year deal, $85 million total. Young and Aminu, 2025 first-round pick, and 2022 and 2025 second-round picks go to San Antonio. So this fringe playoff run under Greg Popovich, where they just haven't made it, they've been on the cusp last two years, it hasn't worked. They've essentially blown up this team, which wasn't expected to do a ton, but could have been a playoff team. And DeRozan is gone, and Rudy Gay is gone, and the Bulls now look like a team that maybe could be in the mix. You never know. And again, it's Thaddeus Young and Afaruka Minu who are both on expiring contracts going the other way there. So, and there's more. There's plenty more as well. Markeith Morris going to the Miami Heat as a free agent signing as well. So the Heat have re- uh, retooled a little bit as well and again pj tucker is a very interesting signing there 100 and kyle lowry who was a rival of the heat with the raptors now joins them and it, that one's going to be very interesting to see how that fit goes as well andre Iguodala looks to be moving on from the heat as well so they're really starting to retool it and recalibrate the roster a little bit so there's that on top of that as well. So obviously the Kemba Walker news came yesterday, which is great news for the Knicks. But I and I'm just scrolling through different feeds. I've kind of pieced this all together to kind of rattle off some of the notable moves. I mean, the last 24 hours or so there hasn't been a ton obviously. But one little piece of news I think that's interesting as well, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, LaMarcus Aldridge is trying to return to the NBA. He's uh, you know trying to get uh, a team medical, or he'll need it. Sorry, he'll he'll need a team medical, and he's trying to basically um, make the final decision on whether it's good for his health. Obviously, um, after medical cons- consultation the first time, he was kind of told you know you should probably stop playing. After this recent medical consultation, again, he had mid-April heart concerns, he might be able to do it. He's just deciding on whether or not he wants to come back. So that's definitely news if you're an NBA fan in general, not just a Knicks fan, that you should definitely be watching out for, for sure. And then I think uh, Danny Green re-signing with the Sixers. Julius Randle, we mentioned it earlier, re-signing a contract, I should say, contract extension with the Knicks as well. Those have been the biggest news of the last uh, 24 hours, I would say, in the free agency period. And then the the most the, the latest news is that 
you know, the last big piece of news is Masayu Jiri has agreed to become vice chairman and president of the Toronto Raptors as he continues his relationship with the Raptors in an executive role. So the next, you know, there's still a couple more shoes that could drop. That was a lot I just threw your way, obviously. I mean, I think the re-signings are just as notable as some of the additions. Obviously, Fournier and Walker for, for the Knicks, but also in the NBA-wise are two of the bigger moves. Obviously, Randall re-signing, Curry re-signing, Young re-signing are all big as well. The Russell Westbrook trade is probably the biggest news of the entire uh, offseason so far. And then Carmelo Anthony trying to go get a ring with LeBron and the Lakers, who are really going for it. They've obviously retooled this roster. They've gotten rid of a couple of pieces. They've, in their minds, upgraded at a few spots, although I think the Alex Caruso uh, letting him go doesn't really make a ton of sense to me is the way they like to play. But we will see how it goes. It's one of those things where uh, a lot's happened. A lot could still happen. But I think just going back to where the Knicks are at at the moment, it's just a very, very solid week. I think that's the only way you could really phrase it. I think the Knicks have got to be extremely happy with what they did. Um, I just want to kind of poke around a couple of other teams just to kind of throw a few things out there. The Pelicans obviously have made additions as well. Jonas Valanciunas. Signing a free agent contract, uh, Thomas Sadoransky, Devontae Graham, who's really come on as well in his NBA career, and Garrett Temple, all being added to the roster. They get rid of Adams, Bledsoe, James Johnson, Lonzo Ball as well. So that one's notable as far as that goes. Um, and, and then you, you know, just poking around at, at a couple of other teams. I mean, we mentioned the re-signing of Butler, Robinson, uh, Oladipo, and Struess with the Heat. They've added Tucker, Lowry, and Markeith Morris as well. Um, and then, you know, we'll see what happens with Andre Iguodala. It looks like he might be going to the Lakers or possibly back to the Warriors as well. By the way, Trevor Ariza also going to the Lakers. Kendrick Nunn going to the Lakers. So there's a lot going on with the Lakers. They've done a lot um, as well. The Grizzlies, again, they added Steven Adams through the trade, and they also traded to get Eric Bledsoe as well. So they'll have to make a couple of decisions on a couple of free agents. Probably most notably is Justice Winslow, but we'll have to see. You know, Memphis is trying to kind of take another step in the right direction, and obviously we will see how that goes. But the Lakers have probably had the most movement during this offseason. A lot of subtractions. With Contavious Caldwell Pope being traded, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma on that Westbrook trade, Markeith Morris, Alex Caruso, and Andre Drummond, along with Ben McLemore, all moving on. And uh, Costas Atetokounmpo, Giannis's brother, also uh, going overseas. So those guys are gone, and they have five free agents they still have to figure out the futures of the mo- most notably, and obviously they're running out of room on the roster here, but most notably, uh, Dennis Schroeder and Wesley Matthews. And obviously, Jared Dudley's still out there as well. But obviously, Dennis Schroeder is probably, arguably, the biggest free agent still out there at the moment. So we have to wait and see what happens with him. Um, and obviously, a ton of additions for the Lakers. None 
Westbrook, Monk, Mello, Ariza, Ellington, Dwight Howard, Kent Bazemore, and then they had a couple of two-way contracts they added to the roster, most notably Gonzaga standout Joel Ayayi as well. So, man, oh man. And I think the only player they've had to re-sign was Talon Horton Tucker, and they did on a three-year contract. So the Lakers, they're doing everything that they can. Obviously, the biggest shoes to drop are all really involving the Clippers. If you look at the bigger picture, they've already re-signed Nicholas Batum on a two-year deal. The biggest free agent still out there is Kawhi Leonard. He has not re-signed with the Clippers yet. Another one of the big free agents still out there is Reggie Jackson, who had just had a phenomenal postseason run with the Clippers. He's he's going to be looking to get paid. So we'll see who's willing to give him the contract. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, you could argue, is, is a big name that's still out there. And Patrick Patterson, who's been involved in the past on some good teams, most notably, I think, the Raptors. So it's one of those things where the Clippers might be the team to watch over the next week to see what happens with them. So I, I think right off the bat, they are a team to look at. Um, I, just a couple of others that I kind of want to roll through as well as far as you know what they've done and what they could possibly do. I mean, you know, the, the Warriors adding Otto Porter was an interesting one, and they still have Kelly Oubre out there as well. He, he's another big free agent that has not made up his mind as to where he wants to go. He was heavily linked with the Knicks. We've talked about him on this show multiple times. What's going to happen with him? So I, I, it's very interesting. Obviously, I do want to spend some time here on Kawhi in particular. He's above and beyond uh, the most notable player left on the free agent market. His situation's interesting. I, I don't know where he could possibly fit. Um, obviously, it's one of those things where going back to the Clippers on a bigger deal makes sense. They got to the Western Conference Finals despite him going down in the Western Conference Semifinals against Utah. The Clippers still went on to win that series. Um, They obviously could not get past Phoenix, who ended up winning the Western Conference title and falling in six games to the Bucs in the NBA Finals. So that situation still has to work itself out. I mean, obviously the Lakers have pretty much shored everything up. So if he wants to stay in LA, it's going to be with the Clippers. But could he go somewhere else? I mean, could the Knicks have an opportunity to get him? It's going to be tight now with with, with the Fournier deal and the Walker deal. I think that might be off the table now. The Knicks are pretty much, they're pretty much set. I mean, the Knicks still have a couple of T's to to cross and I's to dot here. But I, I think that the Knicks could just about be done. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Other than that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Is there a team out there that would be willing to really go all in on Kawhi Leonard? I'm sure there's multiple teams. I just don't know where it's going to be at the moment. It's a tough situation with Kawhi because he's going to ask for a lot of money. He's obviously coming off of an injury. So him, along with Dennis Schroeder, probably the two most notable, um are out there now i will say this 
I will say this. Multiple sports books say that if Kawhi Leonard does leave the Clippers, that the Knicks are the favorites to sign him. Again, the Kemba Walker deal just happened. You know, I we'll see. We'll see. I'm not so I'm not I'm not sure. You know. Um now again, before the Kemba Walker deal, the Knicks had about $44 million of cap space. That's going to take a little bit of a hit. But it would still possibly open up the chance for the Knicks to sign him, depending on how much he could get. So the Knicks are definitely in the mix. I'm just saying, I don't know, because it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. We'll have to see what happens. But the Knicks might still have a puncher's chance here if he does leave the Clippers. The Mavericks could be out there. The Warriors would be a wild one. I don't know if that could happen. And then the other other options, the Suns, the Sixers, and the Raptors. Could he return to Toronto? Probably not. Not at this point, I don't think. So we'll see. The, that's the sports books. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. But Dennis Schroeder is another. Dennis Schroeder is another to keep in mind as well. One more team that I I really want to highlight here before we get out of here. The Chicago Bulls. I I rattled off some of their additions, right? Here's where they stand at the moment. They've gotten rid of uh, three players via trade. We mentioned who they were. Thaddeus Young, Thomas Zetaransky, and Al Farouk Aminu to San Antonio, New Orleans, and San Antonio, respectively. Daniel Tice ended up going from Boston to Chicago to Houston. And Garrett Temple goes to New Orleans. The Bulls still have, by the way, seven free agents that they have not addressed yet. And the most notables, obviously, are Denzel Valentine and then the big one, arguably a top two or three guy left on the market, along with Schroeder and Kawhi Leonard. Larry Markkinen, and now he's a restricted free agent, but he's still out there at the moment for the Bulls. So... We'll see if he re-signs. That's still up in the air. But obviously the big additions, we mentioned Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball, and DeMar DeRozan. Obviously Tony Bradley, but that's that's a slightly lower profile one. The Bulls have upgraded. I think there's no question about that. Along with having Zach Levine there and a few other pieces, the Bulls are expected now to make the playoffs with these moves that they have put together during this offseason. So the Knicks... The Bulls, the Hawks, you know, they're all making moves. They're all trying to improve their team. The, as, I, as I just uh, checked my phone here, the Hawks have re-signed Lou Williams. So they're, they're retooling. They've already re-signed John Collins, Trey Young. So teams are retooling, man. Teams are getting better and gearing up for another run at this thing next season in the NBA. So it's a beautiful thing. It's great to see what the... The Knicks have done. It's great to see what the Bulls are doing to make the East more competitive. The Hawks are are keeping the band together as we expected and going long-term with it. So we we will see. We will see how it goes. The Bucks will be back. The Sixers will be good. And we'll, we'll see how the Sixers look. But the Sixers will be good as well. So we'll see how this all goes down obviously, as things move on. But again, a lot of things have happened. A lot of things still to be 
a lot of things still to be decided as well. And by the way, just a quick overview, and this is the last team I'll go through. I could go through every team, really, but I, I just want to give you a quick run th- uh, rundown on Boston as well. They got, You obviously lose Kemba Walker. You lose Evan Fournier both to the Knicks. Tristan Thompson gets traded to Sacramento. And Semi Ojale signed with Milwaukee. They have three free agents. Former Nick, Luke Cornett, Tremont Waters, and the big man, the big man, Taco Fall as well. The Knicks have added, I should say the Knicks, the, the Knicks have uh, former Celtics, Fournier and Walker. The Celtics have traded to get Al Horford, Josh Richardson, and Chris Dunn. They signed Ennis Cantor, and they traded to get Bruno Fernando as well. So the Celtics are the Celtics are going to be going through a bit of a transition. Obviously, they want to keep as much of that core there as possible. Your Smarts, your Tatums, and your Browns. But the rest of that team has essentially been overhauled. And we'll see how it goes. Brad Stevens has moved up to an executive position. And now Aime Udoka, the former uh, Nets assistant, is going to take this team moving forward. And it's going to be, they're still going to be competitive. The Celtics will still have a say in the East, but they are now a fringe playoff team. As good as Tatum is, as good as Brown is, as good as Smart is, this team, you could argue, is lacking depth. They, they really are. And it's going to be interesting to see how they address it. You know, it's going to be one of those things where this Celtics team might take a step back this season, but we will have to wait and see how that goes, obviously. So for now, that's all I got for you on the free agency market, on the trade market. Next week, it's really, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep seeing what happens. Could the Knicks still make a big move or two? It's possible. Not going to hold out any hope, obviously, but we will wait and see how that all goes down. Until then, guys, thank you again so much for listening to the podcast. It's so appreciated, so appreciated, I should say. You guys are the best. I'm extremely appreciative of your support of this show. You guys did so much to make the last show successful and and really all of these shows successful. We'll keep pumping out the content that you guys love. Let me know what you guys think of what the Knicks have done over the last week. Let me know what you think have been the most notable moves around the NBA as far as trades and free agency during this offseason. And we'll talk more Knicks and NBA next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. We'll catch you guys next week.